the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello, everyone in our worldwide audience out there, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Uh, if you want to check out all the shows that we've had, today is number 100, believe it or not. And uh, rescue, uh, rescuersradioshow.org, go to the website You'll see all of the shows that from the beginning uh, all the way up to date. And uh, this is a, 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 a audience-supported uh, nonprofit. So uh, there's also ways you can figure out how to donate uh, on the website. So I have a very exciting guest today. And I'm excited. He's excited. We're all excited, aren't we? We're all excited. <laughs> Jimmy Walker. Uh, Jimmy Walker uh, I've known for a number of years and um, owns a unique life insurance company, and you are now an author with the just-released book, It's All About Relationships and Building a Life That Matters. We're going to be talking a lot about that, but first, I want you to go back in, into your history book and, and tell us how you got to this point in your life, just a, a brush through. Well, first of all, it's a privilege to be here with you, Art. I've known you many years. I've always known that you are liked and respected by many people. You've got an amazing reputation. Is this and, a paid announcement? <laughs> uh, well, this is yeah. to be on your yeah. 100th broadcast show. That's a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Well, it's an honor having you here. And God started this whole thing almost two years ago, Played, implanted in my heart, and here we are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know how that works. So... got fireworks oh my gosh thanks jeremy (laughs) of course congratulations sir that's producer jeremy going going off in there okay (laughs) i knew it'd be classy if i came down (laughs) yeah nothing but the best man so um jimmy let's let's hear a little bit about your back background story well i came from carthage illinois quite a few years ago I'm a Phoenix guy. I went to Central High School, and uh, now uh, moving forward, after after high school, I went to uh, Arizona State. My my goal was to be an NBA basketball player, Art, and I would eat, think, sleep basketball. So I had a scholarship at ASU. I played out there, and uh, that was such a big thing for me. And even at that time, though, I was in the life insurance business. My father was in it. I was marketing insurance policies to guys that were uh, um, 
I don't know, just many, many different people, some of them athletes and so forth. And I got married at a young age, 22. My wife, Nancy, was 19. And um, adversity hit us pretty early because within a year and a half, we lost our first child. The little girl, Cynthia Faye, was born hydrocephalic. And then my wife said to me uh, after she went through some postpartum depression, Nancy said that we should go to a Bible study. And I really didn't think I needed that. Um, But she went, and I kind of checked her out very carefully, and I saw amazing changes in her life where she had a peace and a joy, even though she was still grieving from losing the baby. And um, so I started going to Bible study early. But And then, I don't know, my life just kept going on. Um, We have um, three, uh, three children. We've lost a daughter, and we lost our son, Scott, two years ago, which is uh, a time I'm still grieving, very sad. And uh, But Nancy and I have been married 54 years, and I've really focused a lot on doing charity work, which I have really enjoyed. You know, the Scripture says, to much is given, much is expected. And whatever I've done, and a lot of people have done a lot more, I just get joy from it. I yeah. just get a passion for it. I mean, we're living in such a broken world. Yep. And uh, so that's kind of the direction I'm headed. But I'm still in the insurance business. My business partner is in New York. He's considerably more smarter than I am. Um, very astute, younger, 48. I'm 77 now. In fact, I got to tell you this, Art. When I was younger, I used to sneak out of the house and go to parties. And now that I'm older, I sneak out of parties to go home (laughs) so i mean that's just kind of where i am right now i can identify i'm right behind you there you go (laughs) right where's the front door (laughs) (laughs) matter of fact 2022 in august will be my 50th anniversary since i got in the broadcast business well you know when i first met you you don't know this but my first cousin introduced me to you that was al mccoy al mccoy yeah and he guys grew up together yeah, we did. Williams, Iowa. I was I, I was six, seven years old sitting on his lap on a tractor. We'd get eggs and throw them at his dad's farm, uh, <laughs> at his barns and, and the cows and pigs. And Al was a little tough kid in those days. Yeah. Well, let, let's jump into uh, what you've been doing over the last three decades. Uh, you started something here that's uh, very well known now everywhere around the world, probably. And the Celebrity Fight Night, and I believe like 27 years ago you started that. And and, and what's the backstory to that? And and I want to know how Muhammad Ali uh, came into your life at that point. Good question. Yeah. In 1994, I called Charles Barkley, and it was before um, uh, I was a limited partner in the Phoenix Sun, small partner that is, and I called Charles, and I said, Charles, let's do a charity event and raise some money. And the idea would be you'd put on large boxing gloves, very large. It'd be comedy. We'd build a boxing ring in the ballroom at Ritz-Carlton. And for starters, you'd box Michael Carbajal, who was a world champion at that time. Yeah. Charles says, I'm in. Dan Marley says, hey, I want in. And next thing I knew, uh, he's boxing uh, guys like Joe Montana, Evander Holyfield, Phil Mickelson, Minnie Me, and Tommy Lasorda. And so that was the first three years. And then I was at a Laker game. One of my friend's clients, Jerry Buss, who owned the team, uh, was his guest at dinner. And he was having dinner with uh, Sammy Davis Jr. and Muhammad Ali. 
And there I am three or four tables away, and I said, I'm going to meet Muhammad Ali before this evening's over. So I went over, and I'll never forget what I said. I said, I introduced myself to him, and I said, Muhammad, uh, I'm Jimmy Walker, da-da-da, and he didn't say anything. And I repeated myself. He didn't say much. And I said, Muhammad, you and I have a mutual friend in Ernie Shavers, who was a great boxer, went 15 rounds of Madison I remember Square Ernie, yeah. And Muhammad said, I said, Ernie really loved you a lot, Muhammad. Muhammad said, if he loved me so much, why did he hit me so hard? <laughs> so, And then I introduced him to the idea in Phoenix that we have an event, uh, a boxing event, uh, Charles Barkley. And I said, why don't we do this together and we'll create the uh, Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center. I'm, a, I'm on the board at the Barrow Neurological Institute. And I mean, the champ was all over it. And that's what happened. We did this 20 years together before he passed. And, and did he know he had Parkinson's at the time? Yeah, he was in the early stage. Okay. All but, right. but his tremors and his voice was very good. And as you know, Parkinson's wore on, he lost the voice yeah. and a lot of tremors. Yeah. Well, over, over those years, uh, Celebrity Fight Night uh, made $90 million dollars all go, went to charities, including the Muhammad Ali uh, Parkinson Center, right? Correct. We raised considerably more than that, but we gave away $90 million, yeah. with the lead beneficiary being the Muhammad Ali Parkinson Center. Wow. And then we gave some to St. Vincent de Paul and different charities. And some of the entertainers we had, we would uh, to attract them, we would make some gifts to their foundations. Yeah. And David Foster... I met him at the Grammys, and David, 16-time Grammy winner, he did our event for 23 years, and he was a magnet. I mean, he did, I'll never forget, he said to me, uh, hey, Jimmy, I got this young kid, he's 19 years old, I'd like for him to sing at Celebrity Fight Night. And I said, David, what's his name? He said, Josh Groban. I said, I never heard of him, <laughs> never heard of him. He said, don't worry about it, he's going to be a big star someday. Next year he comes to me, Art, and he says, I got this young kid, he's 20, I'd like, do me a favor, let him sing at Celebrity Fight Night. And I said, well, what's his name? He said, Michael Buble. <laughs> I said, I've never heard of him. He said, don't worry, you'll be a star. David brought Celine Dion. He brought Andrea Bocelli. And, and then Reba McIntyre's emceed our event 16 years in a row. Those two are responsible for the success of yeah. Celebrity Fight Night. Well, and you're the leader there. <laughs> well, I, I know that. And it's an honor to be with you today. And, and uh, I first met you at, the, at a Bible study. Ron Bergamo and Terry Hamlin said, come with me. <laughs> and that was a long time ago because it was right across the street here from where we are right now. Exactly. But um, but 90 million is nothing to sneeze at. That's a big, big amount. And, and, and it actually is one of the largest uh, charities in the country, right? It did really well. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of generous people. And, and, you know, the celebrities that we had, we always wanted to make certain they were friendly and down to earth and grounded and and uh, I mean, David helped, Reba helped, and and uh, so yeah, it was a blessing. Yeah. So outside of celebrity uh, fight night, you were best friends with Ali. You got to, you got to know him really well, and vice versa, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, and and you still know his wife, Lonnie. Lonnie. Yeah. yeah. One of the things, I mean, Muhammad, oh, my gosh, I have so many stories. Uh, <laughs> just two real quick. I, I took him to probably 20-some Phoenix Suns games, and I had seats on the wood. We would walk in, without exaggeration, of the 18,000 people. There 16,000 would stand up and give him a standing ovation walking in. Wow. And then the players would come up. 
most of them on both teams and just want to shake his hand and they'd say, oh, I just met Muhammad Ali. We would walk out. He'd get another standing ovation. And no disrespect to Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods. I had them sit with me and people knew they were there, but only the ch- Muhammad Ali would get a standing ovation. Correct like me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I, I remember hearing somehow over the decades he was the best known personality in the world. Most recognizable. Recognizable, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And they, he said so many things, but one of the things that he really said that stuck with me is he said the greatest religion in the world is religion of love. And this man lived it. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you, he never refused an autograph. He was hugging people, kissing people. And, and of course, he loved the attention. <laughs> Who could get it better than Muhammad Ali, <laughs> Muhammad right? Ali, yeah. One of the best. Yeah, and he loved children. Lo- he loved lo- kids, yeah. 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 We had him at our house sometimes yeah. for dinner, and he'd pick up all the grandchildren and put them on his lap and kiss them. And... So Celebrity uh, Fight Night became international, I think, when you were introduced to Andrea Bocelli. Tell us that story. We had probably about 12 years ago, our two entertainers were Andrea Bocelli and Jennifer Lopez. And within three weeks, Andrea sent me an email, said, Jimmy, we got nothing like this in Italy. Would you bring it? And one of our board members is Jerry Colangelo, good friend of yours. And I said, hey, Jerry, and, of course, Jerry's Italian. What do you think he's going to say? <laughs> he, did, he didn't want to go to Norway, by the way. With this. He wanted to go to Italy. Yeah. So we uh, we did it. And we've done right now five. We're doing our sixth event coming up September 16th to the 22nd. Wow. Uh, our, our charter plane is sold out. And then we will uh, – the other people will meet in Rome. We'll get on the Ritz-Carlton yacht and then go to the Amalfi Coast where Andrea will perform. But – just one of the recent ones we had before COVID, we were in the Colosseum in Rome. And in, in Rome, the two big names are the Pope and Andrea Bocelli, by the way. Hmm. And so we're in the Colosseum in Rome, and Andrea sang Elton John and Stephen Tyler. And that <laughs> night we honored Sophia Loren, who lives in Rome. Oh, my gosh. So it, it's been <laughs> really neat. It's been a lot of fun. And the Bocelli family are just quality people. Um, you're stepping away from Celebrity Fight Night uh, after 27 years, correct? I am stepping down after 27 years. I thought it was time to step down. Yeah. and So I have another mission. And uh, Yeah, you do. And we're going to talk about that. Um, right now, I'd like to take a little break. And uh, if you're late coming into today's uh, Rescuers Radio Show, I have uh, Jimmy Walker as my, my guest. Great honor to have him here today. Um, for 12 years, you had a Bible study, I'm going to call it, um, at uh, St. Vincent de Paul in, in Phoenix, a homeless camp, uh, campus, and you did that for 12 years every Monday morning. It was called Never Give Up. Correct. Correct. It actually started as a Bible study, uh, which I did for four or five months. We'd have three or four guys homeless coming, and then I suggested to Steve Zabelski, the executive director, what if we started a program? We'll call it Never Give Up. We'll do it as they're having breakfast, four or 500 of them. And I would get guest speakers come in, encouraging messages. And, of course, we applied scripture to a lot of the messages and everything. So I was uh, blessed to do this. I, I did it before COVID every Monday morning when I was in Phoenix, which was the majority of the time, uh, at 7 a.m. And... Uh, 
um, we had Terry Hamlin speak one time, and <laughs> but I, I'd I'd get some of the guys on the Suns, the Cardinals, yeah. and uh, you know Larry Fitzgerald is an example. When I had Larry speak, oh my gosh, I couldn't keep him away; he kept coming <laughs> back. And uh, when Reggie Jackson spoke, Reggie told the homeless people, he said, uh, "I failed." 2,460 times into plate. That's how many times I struck out. But I didn't give up. I didn't quit. And I made it to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And his message to those guys is don't give up. Mm-hmm. And so we thought the message never give up was very appropriate. Oh, absolutely. And um, every day we need to keep that in mind because there's always stuff going on around us and in us and all of that. Um, and so... It ended at COVID. You haven't been back to do that since, I don't think, right? Well, not yeah. every Monday. Yeah. We did a, I did a 12-year run, but we just did on January 17th. Uh, I got four of the top chefs in Phoenix, and Mastro's Restaurant donated 500 filet wow. steaks, and we gave them to the homeless, uh, and that was in St. Vincent de Paul. Yeah. And we gave them a basketball court, and that was there, so that was wow. kind of cool. Jimmy, I want to I want to skip ahead here and go to your book. It's all about relationships, building a life that matters, and you're on your face is there, and Muhammad Ali is on the cover. This is a result of. Um, yeah, I'm, I want to talk about your family and the unfortunate loss of your son Scott. Uh, all the proceeds from this book are going where. To Grace Sober Living. On that book, by the way, Billy Crystal wrote the foreword. Yeah. And, you know, who who has better humor than him? And right, <laughs> off, right up front, he says, you know, I met Jimmy at a Clippers basketball game. He's talking to my own minute about life insurance. Now, who wants to talk about insurance at a Clippers game? <laughs> I mean, but Billy, I love him. Uh, he did the foreword. Yeah. And yeah. then every chapter of the book is about you're incredible with the people that, that you know and have 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 known as close relationships, not just uh, you know in and out. It's it's these are real real relationships that you've built over the years. Well, that ours is because I'm very shy. <laughs> yeah. <And> so I, <laughs> yeah. I just went across the room to say <laughs> Muhammad Ali, uh, twi- right. and I reintroduced myself two or three times. Hey, believe me, I made a lot of mistakes meeting people. <laughs> I embarrassed myself and probably my wife, you know. But so um, in Scott's honor. Uh, you're doing, you're opening up uh, sober living houses. You have the first one open in Phoenix, right? Correct. And you have, you're working on another one in Scottsdale, I think. So that was, that was Scott's wish, correct? Correct. We, uh, my son, uh, sadly, two years ago, we lost him to drugs. Mm -hmm. And we, um, it's, uh, Still grieving. I know it's difficult. I mean, there's no greater pain for a parent than losing a child. Scott, my last visit with him, he said, Dad, he was living in a sober living home. And by the way, he was not a quitter. He went to detox 27 times to try to stay sober. And he went to three three rehabs. And he, uh, last couple years, he was taking his friends to AA meetings. He was taking his friends to church. And, uh, and then just uh, my last visit with him, he was living in a sober living home. He said, Dad, this sober living home I'm living in, it's it's not being run the right way. It's owned by businessmen. All they want to do is make money. He says, I want to start 
a nonprofit Christian sober living home to help other people with a yeah. disease that I have. And I said, Scott, your dad will help you. And a few days later, we lost him. And uh, so today, Nancy, my wife, and my daughters, Lori and Jennifer, and our board, we 10 months ago started our first sober living home uh, near 15th Avenue in Dunlap and Phoenix. It's called Scott's Place. Okay. So, um, and and you have planned another one, aside from the one you have operating now, and who knows where that leads in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully more. Well, 27 is the number. Oh, wow. Well, he did, he did 27 <laughs> detoxes, and I did 27 Celebrity Fight Night events before I stepped oh, down. Oh, that's the connecting call. point, so, yeah. So over a period of time, that's our goal, and... So we, we plan to have our third one this year, a woman's home. And, you know, sadly, 80-some percent relapse after rehab. And so our, our, our sober living home with eight men living in it, these guys get up at 8 in the morning. No, they get up at 6.30 in the morning, start in prayer. They have jobs. If they don't have a job, we'll find them a job. And they have Bible studies during the week. We have a speakers program every Wednesday night. In fact, about a month and a half ago, Alice Cooper spoke to the guys. Uh And he talked about the cocaine he did in the 70s, as did John Lennon and Elvis. And and now, 30 years later, uh, Alice is out helping a lot of people along the way. He certainly is. It's all about helping people. With the Solid Rock Foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So... You you mentioned a board of directors has been formed for this, and I, I can only imagine that with your connections with with the the personalities that you know worldwide are are, are part of this, right? Are, are helping with this? Well, good question. The board of directors are people that help Scott, okay, in in his battle against this disease. Nice. Not any big names like yeah. maybe Celebrity Fight Night. This is not a celebrity event. No. This is about helping. It's a heart event. Yeah. So um, the book is called It's All About Relationships, uh, Building a Life That Matters. Uh, that's that's a big deal, right? Talk about never give up. That's 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 where that leads people to think, right? Yeah, well, and the, Solomon wrote in a book of Proverbs, the righteous man falls seven times but gets up again. And, uh, you know, the Bible, which has sold over five billion copies, it explains life better than any other book. And uh, what do they refer to? A basic instructions before leaving earth. And <laughs> so what, what You're the first guy that I ever heard say that, and and uh, a long time ago. That's one of your, one of the your sayings that I really embrace. Well, thank you, and and so uh, you know it's the answer, and this is what we're doing in the sober living, and and where people um, even at our celebrity fight night. I remember we honored Russell Wilson one year, and. Before he got an award from Muhammad Ali, quoted John 3.30, he must increase and we must decrease. decrease. And the whole program, AA, is surrender. Yeah. And I know as a Christian, I have to surrender all the time because my flesh is always in control. And I think Paul, when he talked about Galatians, in the book of Galatians, where he says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. 
In the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Paul admitted he was in the flesh. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that helped us, uh, Nancy and I, with our grieving was Rick Warren. He came to Phoenix, and wow. he uh, and he lost his son Matthew about eight years ago to suicide. Purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rick said, uh, grieving is so important. He said, and we all grieve differently. And he referred to Jesus in in, in, uh, in, in when uh, he grieved because he was human at the death. Of, and so, but Rick uh, said it's important to grieve because if you try to stuff it under the pillow, it'll come back and hurt you later. So mm. we've had a lot of prayer and and. And amazingly, I've had so many people coming to me, telling me about their own story and their own family, about addiction and the problems. And yeah. So I want, I know the, the the joy I have is that I know that Scott's home with the Lord, not suffering from the disease. Yeah. But I grew up in a family where my mom was addicted to prescription drugs her whole life. And uh, so I've seen some of, some of that. And uh, it's not pretty. Um, so we're, we're on the, wow, time flies. We're we're in our last two minutes, but, um, I want to again say that, uh, look for the book. It's probably found wherever people buy buy books, right? It's on Amazon. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's all about relationships, building a life that matters. Jimmy Walker and the forward by Billy Crystal. And all the proceeds from this book go into Grace Sober Living. Grace Sober Living. And um, what a blessing. What Thank a blessing you. that Thank is. You. Thank you. So uh, I'm so glad that we got to have this, t- this time together. And you're a good friend. And uh, that's going to continue. But uh, it's an honor, Jimmy, to have you on Rescuers Radio Show. Thank you. And you are a rescuer, by the way. Oh, anything good at me, I give the Lord the credit. But I appreciate my friendship with people like you are. God bless you. Thank Thank you. you. Okay, thanks. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.